0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another Plugged In episode on the CPC podcast. This Plugged In episode is brought to you by Gravity Student Ministries, the youth ministries of Centerpoint Pentecostal Church. We pray that this episode blesses you and challenges you and gives you the answers that you have been looking for for quite some time. I know that this message is going to be anointed, and we know that it's going to bless you. So without any further ado, let's get into today's Plugged In episode. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me uh, to the book of Isaiah. That's Old Testament. Whose highlighter is this? That's yours? Okay. Amen. Um, the, book of, the book of Isaiah, and if you don't have it, uh, we have a media screen now, which is awesome. <laughs> Um, we will have it up on the board, on the screen. In the book of Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. We're going to start in verse number 5. Isaiah 45 and 5. Amen. The Bible says that I am the Lord, and there is... None else. There is no God that is beside me. Amen. I girded thee, which means I, I, I made you, though you did not know me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Verse number 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So, you can go ahead and write down beside that verse that hell is not in charge of anything. Amen. Hell has no power over anything. He says, I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace, and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So, hell is not in charge of anything. Hell has no power. God is in charge of everything. Amen. Amen. One more passage of Scripture, Isaiah chapter 46, which is the very next chapter over, verse number 9. The Bible says, Remember... The former things of old. Interesting. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and here it is again, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Remember the former things of old. And tonight I want to preach on getting back to where we started. Getting back to where we started with all of this. Getting back to the heart of worship. I, I, getting, getting, getting back to where this all started in this room. What, why don't we all just, just lay our Bibles down and let's ask God to bless us in this place. I truly believe that Jesus is in this room right now. And I truly believe that God is going to touch our lives before we leave this place. Lord, let Your will be done in this place through us. Speak, God, and we will listen. God, open up our hearts and our minds. Clear it of everything else, God, that's going on. Open us up today. Let us focus on you for these few short moments, God, so that you can speak and you can move and you can touch and you can set free people in this place today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody shout, I love you, Jesus. And really mean it. Shout it one more time. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Am I the only one that fills the Holy Ghost in this room? Amen. Amen. Getting back to where we started. Um, so, so, I had an idea with, with like this bow and arrow. But I don't have a bow and arrow. So, But, but I want you to just imagine this. Okay, if I have a bow and arrow and I put an arrow in the bow, right? I'm holding holding a bow with an arrow in it, right? And if I was to shoot this bow with this arrow in it, and all I did was push the string, what would the arrow do? That's all it would do. Why? There's There's not enough force to hit... To, to make that arrow send, If all I'm doing with my only hand, which I'm small, well, if Jake pushed it, it might go a little further. But, if, but, but, but the fact that I'm pushing it, it's going to probably fall like a foot in the air. What does that mean? If we have to constantly push you to pray, if we have to constantly push you to worship, if, 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 if the worship team has to prime and pull and push and just try to make you raise your hands and try to make you lift up your voice and try to make you clap, you're only going to go a foot. Right. But if you can let God stretch you a little bit, and if you can let God pull you a little bit, if you let yourself come out of your comfort zone and let God release you, there is no telling where where you can go. There is no telling where you can go. So the fact of the matter is, the purpose of the arrow is to be uncomfortable. The purpose of the arrow, the purpose of you, is to not be pushed, but to be pulled. We are meant to be stretched. We're not meant to be pushed. We're meant to come out of the comfort zone. So the moment you begin to worship when you don't feel like worshiping, and the moment you begin to clap when you don't want to clap, and you're tired and you're wore out and you're stressed from your day you're being pulled a little bit and then yeah it hurts and it's not uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable but the moment you continue to do that God will release you into doing something you never thought you could do and how do we do that we have to get back to where we started for as long as the church has has existed for as long as there has been diff- there have been by- Jesus followers and believers on this earth, there have been attacks deployed from the devil to attempt to shake the foundation of us. He has, he has deployed these attacks from the beginning of time. There has always been an evil force that comes with temptations and pretty packages. And fancy bells and whistles and fancy thrills that make us curious. That's always happened, and it's happening right now. You can open up your phone and go on TikTok right now, and I bet you within the first three or four swipes, there is something that will tempt you. Because it's pretty, it's fancy, it's got a thrill to it, it's fun, it makes your heart race. I can almost bank on it. I can almost bet money on it. The bad news is that this will always happen. There will always be attacks on the church by the enemy simply because the devil hates you. Simply because the devil cannot stand the church. He can't stand it. Um, and I'll tell you what, he really can't stand. He cannot stand the fact that when a church gets unified... Very powerful things begin to happen. He can't stand the fact that when a youth group comes together and we all have a common goal and a common objective and we're trying to push to a higher calling, he can't stand it because he understands that we are powerful. He can't stand the fact that the members of the church have more power than he'll ever have. He cannot stand the fact that we are strong when we are a part of a unified church. This is why David compared the church to a mountain in Psalm 125 and 1, Brother Taylor, if you could throw that scripture up, David said, "They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but will abide forever. Because you see, a mountain is not easily moved. In fact, no one has ever been able to successfully move a mountain. You cannot move a mountain. A mountain is where it is. If you don't like where the mountain is, I'm sorry. You're not going to move it. It's going to be there whether you like it or not. No one has been able to take a mountain and make it anything different except a mountain. A mountain is a mountain. You can't make it an anthill. You can't make it a statue. You can't make it a building. It is a mountain. That is the only thing it can be. A true mountain will never be anything else but a mountain. What are you trying to say? What that means for us is that when we become sold out, Holy Ghost filled children of God, we will always have dominion over the devil and his demons in this world. And there is nothing that the world can do about it. There is nothing that the world can change about that. And we ought to be thankful in this sanctuary tonight. Thankful that God woke us up out of this world and called us to a higher place. Thankful for the promises He's given us. Thankful that we're no longer lost in the world and on our way to hell because we've been redeemed. We ought to take time every day of our lives and every time we're alive and praise Him just for who He is because He didn't have to save you, but He chose to save you. So we have to be able to worship Him enough to be thankful. Thankful for that. And as we've seen in the last few years now, and plugged in, it blows my mind, Sister Sarah, how fast years are flying by. But as we've seen in these past few years, and plugged in, praise and worship is what it's all about. You don't need a fancy, eloquent message. Thank God, because I'm not the guy for that. You don't need a fancy, eloquent sermon. You don't need a 24-piece band and a 200-member choir. You don't need all that. That's not what the Bible says. If I'm reading my Bible correctly, it just says that He inhabits the praises of His people. You know what that tells me? The more we praise Him in a service, the more He's going to show up. The more we (laughs) clap, the more we say hallelujah, the more we say I love you, Jesus, the more we honor and bless His name, the more... he is going to show up You want to know why we had such awesome moves of God in our past services? Because no one was ashamed or embarrassed or too cute to to raise their hands and lift up their voices. No one was ashamed to clap with all their might. No one was afraid to speak in tongues and lay hands on their brothers and their sisters and speak into their life. This is what we got to get back to. This is where we got to be. We got to quit being too cute for Jesus. We got to stop praising him halfway. If we want God to. Do something. We gotta do something for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you really want God to move in your life, you've got to do something for Him too. Amen. What you get out of it is what you're gonna put in. And oh, and our youth pastor, I was up here Sunday for for Sunday school. Oh, and he's said it so perfectly. He said our spiritual growth should be noticeable. He preached on the glory of God and he was speaking to Sunday School this past Sunday morning to all of you in here. He said our spiritual growth has to be noticeable. He said growth is worshiping God even when no one else is. Growth is being an example of holiness at your school when your youth staff isn't around. That is growth. I saw some of you take what He, what, what he said to heart on, on, on Sunday night. You had your hands raised. I was in the drum cage watching you. You had your hands raised when the people beside you didn't have their hands raised. You were worshiping even when it was uncomfortable. But I'm telling you right now, you got to get the mindset that I'm not going to let anything out worship me. I'm not going to let anything stop me from giving God praise. He's been too good to me for me not to worship Him. He's been too good to me. He's healed my body. He's touched my mind. He's saved me from stuff I didn't even know I needed saving from. He's anointed me. And I refuse to let any of them out of flesh stop me from worshiping the God that saved me. You've got to get back to where you started in your worship. If you... Ha- if you've had the Holy Ghost in here tonight, if you, if you, if you're in here and you had the Holy Ghost, what did you do on the night you got the Holy Ghost? You fell to the ground. You worshiped God. You didn't care what people thought about you. You didn't give a rat's behind about what anybody said or what anybody's saying around you or doing around you. You just wanted to give God praise because He saved you and He lets you go of things that you've been battling. Why don't we do that every time we walk in the house of God? Why don't we give Him praise like He deserves to be praised? I have a burden in here tonight. Listen, it's not about being a great speaker. It's not about being a great musician. It's not about being a great singer. It's not about having it all together. Let me show you what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Brother Taylor, if you pull this Scripture up for me. Paul said, "...and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words." of man's wisdom. I wasn't trying to wow you. I wasn't trying to be cool. I wasn't trying to blow your mind. It wasn't about that. My preaching was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That is where I was trying to go in my preaching. Why? Verse number 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Don't put your faith in me. Don't put your faith in these two. Don't put your faith in him in the back. Don't put your faith in Pastor. Don't put your faith in Brother Brendan. Because we're going to fail you. I am going to hurt you sometimes, and I don't mean to. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I, there's gonna be times where I promise you something and I forget about it. There's gonna be times where things happen that's beyond my control and it makes you upset. Don't put your faith in me. That's not, <laughs> this is what Paul's saying that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't matter if you can quote the Bible cover to cover. It doesn't matter if you can use every word in the dictionary. If you don't have the demonstration of the Spirit backing you up, and if you don't have faith in what you're saying, you have nothing when you come up here. There is nothing behind you backing you up when you come up here. Why are, you, why are we asking you to get out of your comfort zones and do sparks at the beginning of services? Why are we doing this? It's not because we're trying to embarrass you. It's not because we're trying to put you in a place of, of embarrassment or, 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 or anything like that. Why are we doing sparks? Because we're trying to show you that you don't have to be a fancy speaker to be used by God. You don't have to be a fancy speaker to be used by God. You don't have to have a 30-minute sermon to be used by God. God can use you for two minutes and then can completely change somebody's life. We've got to get back to letting God use us even when it's uncomfortable. Even when someone, even when we don't feel like it, because that's when very powerful things are going to start happening in this room. In this room, if we get back to where this all began during the days of Paul and Peter and Timothy, We're going to start seeing the power of God move stronger than we've ever seen it move. We're going to shout louder than we've ever shouted. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. I felt this from the beginning, but there's somebody here under the sound of my voice. You're longing for how you used to be with God. You're longing for your worship to be how it used to be. Well, I'm here to tell you on this Wednesday night, plugged in, that what you're looking for is in this room right now. You don't have to leave here the same way you came. You don't have to leave here with that longing anymore. You can get a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost and God will take you further than you ever thought you could go. Somebody needs to clap their hands right now and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. you got to understand that there's power in your worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hear me tonight. I'm a huge sports fan. I love sports. I love f- football. I love basketball. I love baseball. I play them all. I love, I love everything about it. I go to games. I enjoy that. Okay. But surely if Saints fans, surely if Cowboys fans, surely a baseball, basketball, or any other type of fan, If 80,000 plus people can pack out a stadium 22 degrees below zero, peel their shirts off and paint their heads green and shout like wild animals and surf through the crowd and lose their voice and no one looks at them funny, no one thinks they're crazy then surely when someone reminds you that you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, surely when somebody tells you that you've got a treasure that that came from heaven itself, revival service or not, plugged in service or not, you've got to be able to give God praise even when you don't feel like it. Because tonight, you're getting back to where you started if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, if you've been saved by the Holy Ghost, you ought to just stand to your feet right now and clap unto God and say, Lord, I thank You. Lord, thank You for saving me. Lord, thank You for healing my body. If you've ever been healed in here, you ought to thank God for Him healing your body. If you've ever been set free from addiction and pain, you ought to thank God for setting you free. Come on, we can't be ashamed of this anymore. We've got to be pushed out of the uncomfortable. We've got to be touched by the Master. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost in here right now? He inhabits this. Hear me, He inhabits these praises. He's here because you're clapping. He's here because you're worshiping. You can have a seat. The prophet Jeremiah was right. When he said, it's like fire, shut up in my bones, Brother Caleb. He was right when he said that. Why? Because, you see, Jeremiah understood that regardless of how many times you're judged or how many times you're looked at funny because of how you dress or how you speak or how you believe in or what you believe in, a true worshiper will never be anything else but a worshiper. Hear me, if you're a true worshiper of God, you will be nothing else except a true worshiper of God. It doesn't matter if we place you in a desert, you will worship God. It doesn't matter if we place you in the middle of a restaurant. If you got a call and said God has touched, God God healed your your family's body, God did something for you, you would give God praise. Now, you don't have to be like, wow, but you would say, Lord, thank you. I praise You for it. In the middle of everywhere. It doesn't matter. Because a true worshiper will be never be anything else but a worshiper. A true, Holy Ghost-filled young person will never be anything else but a Holy Ghost-filled young person. A true Holy Ghost-filled person will not allow anything to shake them from this truth. If you really are who you say you are, you'll never change. You'll never conform. You'll be sold out to Jesus. You'll shout when nobody else shouts. You'll pray in your school when nobody else prays. You'll act differently when nobody else acts differently. You will be unshakable. So when David talks about that mountain in Psalm 125 that we read earlier, he was saying that when we put our trust in the Lord, we will become like a mountain because our trust is in God. We, then if our trust is in God, then we are rooted and grounded in the belief that God is going to handle every situation and every problem that we face. I can think of many times in our services here. I can think of many, many times where people have been saved in this room. People have been delivered in this room. I can think of many times that the miraculous took place at the front of this room right here. I can remember when God performed miracles in many of your bodies. I can remember whenever Brother Caleb had back pain and he came up here and we prayed over his back and he left with no more pain. I can remember whenever Sister Reagan had hip trouble and we prayed over her hip and now she's able to... Well, she was able to run again, but now her finger's messed up. But the hip is fine. She can run again because God healed her from that hip pain. Miracles have taken place in a lot of your families. Seeing all of you deep in the presence of God on Wednesday nights, and you fall and you fall on your face and you go deeper in God where, where you don't even care where anybody, uh, where anybody is. And you're, you're speaking in tongues and you're on the ground and you're just basking in the presence of God. Many of you have been challenged in this room. Many of you have felt God in a deeper way than you've ever felt Him before in these services. You've been changed. You've been set free from addiction. You've been set free from the chains that have held you down for years. And you ought to give God praise for what He's done in this room. There's been all kinds of spiritual warfare in this room. Hear me, I'm not trying to be deep, but there has been all kinds of spiritual warfare, addictions, problems, hang-ups, something going on in your mind, and God has delivered you from that. A lot of you have been set free from a lot of things in here. But here's the thing about spiritual warfare. You... Please hear me. Here's the thing about spiritual warfare. Once you shake the Spirit off of you, you've got to keep it off of you. Once you get rid of that thing at this altar or at one of these chairs, you have got to keep those things off of you. I'm not trying to get deep. Oh God, but hear me tonight. Jesus said in Luke 11 and 24, if you throw that scripture up, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return unto my house whence I came out from. This tells me that unclean spirits love dry places. He walks through them. When it comes out of a man, he looks for dryness. Where's dryness? I need a dry place. God has has released me from you. I'm going to go find somebody else. Where's dryness in this place? That's why w- when somebody gets, gets set free from something in here, you've got to keep your mind on the Lord. Because if you start letting your mind wander about things of the world, you're getting dry. And that spirit will jump on you so fast, and you won't even know it. how I know I'm being deep. I don't even know why I'm saying this. But I'm here to tell you tonight as your assistant youth pastor, I have seen it happen, and it can happen. You have got to keep your mind on God, because He's looking for somewhere to go. So He looks to dry places. He loves them. They they look for dry places. And it's very easy to slip up and become dry in your spiritual life. It's easy to lose your prayer time. It's easy to quit fasting. Even though we have a fasting calendar, let me just ask, you don't have to raise your hands, but how how, how many of you write your name down and you never fast? I'm I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying... We can, it's so fast, so quick to lose that. It's so easy to lose our fasting time, lose our prayer time, lose our time in the Word. But what you're doing when you do that is that you're making yourself a target for the Spirit that just left you. God can deliver you on Wednesday and you become dry on Thursday. And what happens? You go back to your room and you find yourself doing it again. Why? Because you're dry. You're dry. You're dry. You're dry. There is a war going on in the spiritual world every day for your soul. And if you are dead and dry, if you never pray in the altar, if you never dig in the Word, if you never fast, if you never worship, you are becoming a target to the enemy. But if you're going to be a true child of God... You're going to have to start waging war with the devil and show him just how powerful you really are. Can I remind you tonight that you have the Holy Ghost Can I remind you tonight that you have a power that is beyond this world, that is beyond something that the devil ever could have. You have something that is stronger than he ever will be. Let me remind you tonight that you have God on your side. You have the strongest force in history on your side. He's always there with you. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. The devil doesn't have a chance against a sold out church. And he doesn't have a chance against a sold out youth group. That isn't afraid to shout, and isn't afraid to worship, and isn't afraid to run the aisles when nobody else runs the aisles. You become powerful when you do that. Hallelujah. I hope I'm helping somebody. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. I told God many, many years ago that when He gives me messages, I want the messages to be love and direction. So, when I say this, it's because I love you all like my own sisters and brothers and I care about your souls. But if all you can do is offer all if all you can offer God is you sitting on a pew with your arms crossed during the Holy Ghost fire service, then all he's going to offer you is nothing. If all you can give Him when God is moving is you sitting with your arms crossed, God cannot give you what you need. He cannot move in that dimension. He cannot move if you're doing that. If we give Him our lukewarm selves, all He's going to give us on judgment day is a rejection notice. But if we come into our services, most importantly, when we come into God's house, We ought to give it everything we have. We ought to give it everything we have. We should recognize that this is an honor and a blessing to be in the house of God. This is an honor to feel Him and to be in His presence. It's a blessing to feel the Holy Ghost and see people healed and see people saved. We got to get back to where we started. We got to get out of our comfort zones and we got to start getting bold in the Holy Ghost. We got to start getting bold in where we are in our services so Kai can move. Like we've never seen him move before. Acts chapter 2 in verse 42. I'm almost done. Here's what happens when you get out of your comfort zone. It says and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. A lot of things there. They continued in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. Notice how the scripture says that it's not just in the apostles' doctrine. That's the first thing, but that's not the only thing. And youth, and our pa- our pastor and our youth pastor and our youth staff have preached about this. They've preached messages on unity many, many times in our services. And it's for a good reason, because what this verse is saying is that while we are moving forward in our walks with God as a church and as a youth group, while we're pressing forward, while we're trying to go deeper, unity must be with us as well. I have to love each and every one of you. I might not like what you do sometimes. I might not like how you act. I might not like what you say. But I have to love you. And I have to care about you and I have to pray over you. Unity's got to be there because if we aren't unified, we cannot move forward. If we're not unified as Gravity Student Ministries, we cannot go any further than we are right now. But watch what happens when they were unified. The very next verse, Acts chapter 2, and verse number 4. 43, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. You want signs and wonders in a service? Be unified. You want signs and wonders to happen right now in altar call? Let's all have the same goal. We want God to move in just a few moments, we want God to touch every one of our lives. We all need something from God in this room right now. We're going to have a unified goal tonight to let God do something in our lives. You let that happen tonight and I'm telling you all the services we've had in the past, it'll happen again in just a few moments. Because when we come together as a youth group, God will move in this place. I'm here to declare to you tonight that when we get back to where this all began through undignified worship and praise and when we unify ourselves together there ain't a devil in hell that can stop the waves of the supernatural that's going to hit this youth group, that's going to hit this church why don't you just show God just how much you love him tonight why don't you show God just how much you care about being in his presence why don't you let it be your main goal that we're going to see God move why don't you stand to your feet and let God and start worshiping him just for who he is why don't we clap our hands and why don't we shout with a voice of triumph in here right now On behalf of Gravity Student Ministries, thank you so much for checking out today's Plugged In episode. If you're ever in the Center Point, Louisiana area and you want to come check out one of our services in person, we have them every Wednesday night, 7.05 p.m. in the Upstairs Youth Sanctuary at Center Point Pentecostal Church. We would love to have you be a part of us. In the meantime, though, hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on the next Plugged In episode. See you later.